thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You're attuned to the guard frequency because, as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 216 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, June 8th, and made available for download Tuesday, June 12th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Ken Shadow. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. And once upon a time, Tony ran your wildest streams, right, Kinshadow? That's right, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come and join us at uh, roughly around 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn Space Sim podcast ever? Please consider supporting our show by visiting our website, clicking on that Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our Patreons who support us week on week, and we hope you consider joining them. Because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on that big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure and check them out over at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And so the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. And what do we have in store this week, Ken Shadow? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Everspace, Dual Universe, Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor explains your hyperdrive using one-syllable words only in Nuggets for Nuggets. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, as our pilots actually get into the building. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join on the fun. So lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Everspace has improved, TM, its support for joysticks and VR and is set to release on PS4 and Linux. Oh, Linux. Yeah. Hey, guys, look, a video game that actually kept its promise to release on Linux. Dual Universe has their latest patch out with mining and scanning and whatnot, and we're not saying it looks like No More Sky, but it's Aliens. Elite colon Dangerous colon Beyond colon Chapter 2 colon Electric Beyondaloo will release on June 28, featuring a new Alliance ship, more ways for Thargoids to kill you, and a couple other tidbits. 
Star Citizen has pushed patch 3.2 to the eggs and coffee test group and did something weird two weeks ago that Tony can't let go without taking a swing at it. It's true. Swing away, Tony. It's true. Well, we'll save that for we'll save that for later. Well, you know, you don't you don't lead with the good stuff. You you know, that's like you put that you put the sale <laughs> item at the back of the store so that people have to walk through the rest of the store. Yeah, yeah. To but get where's to the your cool, ch- where's yeah. your chance going to be to actually swing at it if you don't take it now? Oh no, no, no we'll, we'll take it now. We just, but there's other stuff to, like like Everspace. Ever you remember Everspace, the not quite space sim that pushed the boundaries of what we consider. Sp- That's cool that they're doing a uh, a Linux ver- that they've actually released a Linux version. Yes, I, I found that to be refreshing. Uh, the VR support I should try out. You know, even it's funny because Everspace is a cool game. I've I've got it on my watch list and stuff, and I've been taking a look at it and and continually take a look at it. They tout themselves as not really a space sim, but you know, guys, it's really a space sim. It's more of a, uh, it, it's the roguelike of space sims, right? Because it's it's all like randomly generated content that you run into. Right. So if you're into space sims and all you cared about, well, if you were like, if you were a really big fan of like Wing Commander Academy, <laughs> then, then then Everspace is is the game for you. It's uh-huh. it's, it's arcadey, it's fun. Um, it does it does have some of the space semi tropes, but it's not like. It's not like Elite. It's not like No Man's Sky. It doesn't have a story there, but it, it, it is a fun game. And one of the things I found interesting is that they kind of uh, they said they've improved support for joysticks in VR, but in their patch note slash Kickstarter letter, whatever, they basically said, this is as good as it's going to get. We know it's not perfect, but we never designed this thing for joysticks, you know, and we usually consider kind of being a- being able to fly a ship with a joystick and a throttle sort of one of the hallmarks of a space sim. They're saying, well, here you can, but we're not guaranteeing it's going to be like the best experience ever. And by the way, we're done with it. <laughs> we're, that's as good as it's going to get. One of the things that letter uh, uh, I caught was the fact that they designed this game after Free Space, which was uh, right. a, a Microsoft uh, space sim. And at the time when I was, when I, you know, being a big space simmer, I never really considered free space a space sim until later, much later when I was revisiting it and, uh, and thinking, you know, this, this really could be, you know, even though it was just mouse and keyboard, it really was, I played, I played the heck out of it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's as it, it was descent free space, right? But I mean, it was the. The evolution of that to right. something a little bit more. So uh, we also talked about the Dual U- U- uh, Universe a couple weeks ago. They had a, a mining and scanning patch on uh, teed up, and now it's out. And they've got some video out there of it. And, um, yeah, it looks awfully familiar. Looks looks awfully familiar to me. Where you hit a little button on your scanner, and this wave goes out from your first-person character point of view. Or you, you see a hand on the, you know, you see your, your left hand on the screen, and this, this like, spiffy wave goes out. And then on your scanner, you see where there's some m- things to mine, and then you go over there, and you point your mining gun at it, and you blow it up. And then you pick up the rocks. That, that, that seems to be a uh, fairly common trope, I guess, in the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, space sim genre for collecting resources, and I guess not even space sim, but a lot of these. I think, games. yeah, maybe everything. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, it's, I guess it's conceptually the same as walking up to a brick one foot by one foot by one foot and swinging a pixelated pickaxe at it. I suppose conceptually it's the same thing, but it just it was it just looked and felt a lot like a 
uh, more realistically colored version of No Man's Sky. It just it just sort of like they have some tweaks and stuff with their scanner and their detector and 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 some things like that and, and some additional steps you have to do to like I guess refine the ore and stuff. But it just I looked at it and went like oh yeah so they watched a lot of No Man's Sky and 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 did their mechanic that way. So yeah, some of I mean, so not to not to take the too much of the news off here of Dual Universe, but. Star Citizen showed off something very, very similarly recently. Now, their stuff is... That's a good segue. You could do that. <laughs> their stuff is even prettier, right? If you want to put it on a gradient, right. like Star More Citizen's money. on one yeah. end, Dual Universe in the middle, and No Man's Sky on the other end. Fundamentally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, uh-huh. they're, they're functionally very similar. And Star Citizen has like this whole cloud concept with the scanning, which is really cool. Uh, don't take me wrong. The, the, the Star Citizen scanning concept is, is really neat, in my opinion. Um, but when you're actually mining, at least from what they've showed us to showed it to us, we'll be in 3.2. Go to rock, click rock. Eventually, rock blows up. You suck up rock, you know. And which, okay. I mean, I mean, I don't know how if you need to make it more complicated than that. Uh, there's some scanning of rocks too, obviously. But uh, everything is is intuitive right off the bat, I guess, in terms of the user interface for these things. I like that better than Elite's concept because, well, I mean, I can't say that right off the bat not having tried it, but Elite's concept is there's a whole bunch of rocks, they all look the same to you, and then you have to plug in a prospect miner limpet in order to tell if the rock is valuable or not. Yeah. So you can shoot off a bunch of prospector um, probes, essentially. They'll latch onto the rock, and you'll look at the, it'll send you a report back and say what percentage of, of what is recoverable from the from the rock, you can go, oh, that's cheap stuff, that's cheap stuff. Oh, look at that. There's the good stuff right there. So you fly to that rock. I've never used and the then you shoot it. I did the I did the initial initial mining they did where you, you just blast the rock and then yeah, you, you just shoot it. You just yeah. run yeah. around picking yeah. up stuff, and I was not a fan yeah. of that. It's it's a little better with the limpets. It takes a little more kind of planning and forethought, but if you load up with a lot of limpets, you can kind of pick and choose what you do and now with the new inventory system you can even tell it to ignore stuff that you don't find valuable enough to, to actually recover so you can ignore all the cheap ores you know set your limpets to just fly right by them and they'll only pick up stuff that is interesting and valuable to you so i, I think as elites moving on they're finding ways to make mining a little more time efficient Rather than it just being kind of shoot from the hip. You can still do shoot from the hip mining. There's nothing stopping you from doing mm-hmm. it, but there are ways to uh, use the in-game resources to actually make that a little more efficient. I, I, I do like the uh, – it's more realistic, I think, in, in Elite. But then again, I'm not a miner, and I don't have any input on mining and therefore can't really comment. Okay. Well, Jeff doesn't like mining. Uh, uh, Ken Shadow likes clouds, and I like probes. So I think that's our takeaway from that mining discussion. So and by by eggs and coffee in, in the script here, Tony means uh, Ivacati, which means that 3.2 is officially on the PTU, but only a very select num- select elite test force has access to it currently. That means that we're probably a couple of weeks out from them starting to do waves. The current 3.2, as they talked about on RTV today, has the stuff they've mentioned before, which is the, mi- the mining and scanning. You have to have a prospector to do it right now. It's only in that one ship. Um, and it has uh, a medley of other ships that are coming into the game and weapons and, and cool stuff that are that they've been promising for 3.2. What it doesn't have are some of the network improvements. I guess some are in, some are out. Um, some didn't pass semester in terms of final implementation by the drop-dead date. And the other thing that isn't in that people are a little bummed about is uh, FPS AI. 
And so obviously the ship AI is still there, but you won't see guys running around shooting at you until 3.3 at this point. I hate FPS. Have I, have I mentioned that before? You have, and no one respects okay. your opinion, so it doesn't matter. Okay, just checking. I was just wondering if I, if I, if I brought that up in the recent past at all. So just, just making sure no, that was covered. It's, it's only like every okay. other show. Okay, all right, good, good. All right, um... Jeffrey, you sure you don't want to? We, we just do this elite dangerous thing like really oh, fast. Go and do the, and then we come back, the, and, then, and then we can we have the throwdown, and you know, and then and 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 you know, it's, uh, uh, Brian Brian can 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 throw body punches at my already uh, mangled and I, abused I mean, uh, it, uh, it's spine. It's our audience that that tunes in or out based on you know what what topics we cover. So yeah, go go I with know. the elite dangerous. Uh, they they love, uh, believe me, Jeff. I think they like the blood as much as you do. I think they like it, so that's why we're going to do it. But all right, but but just real quick, just the last bit of you know non-controversial, just newsy type stuff. Uh, Elite Dangerous is the second uh, of the Beyond patches are going to uh, is going to be released on June twenty eighth. This one is one of the small ones. They said there's going to be a big one uh, in, in in the first quarter, which we had in uh, in March, and then there's going to be uh, two little ones, one in June and probably one in September, and then there'll be a big one at the end of the year, which is what they're doing all those focused feedback. Uh, segments on with the uh, squadrons and uh, a mining uh, revamp of their own and an exploration revamp. So all that is coming in December. But one that this little patch is going to have the new alliance ship, the Challenger, which is their combat ship. Uh, apparently, the Thargoids are going to have a new a new kind of attack mode. Um, there's also a couple of other smaller changes. Did they bring there? Did they already bring in the smaller Thargoids? Yeah, the Thargoid scouts uh, are were in um, as of last patch. Okay, but they're going to have the, the scouts are going to have something. Uh, what they say is that uh, they're going to have a, a different scout that buffs the other scouts and increases their combat efficiency. So some of those scout groups are going to be a little harder to take down uh, without specialized weaponry. It looks like. Do you like uh, Thargoid scouts? Says, we got Thargoid scouts buffing your other Thargoid scouts. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, dog, I heard you like Thargoid scouts. So, yeah, so that's exactly what they're doing with it. Um, they're also going to uh, increase a number of things you can do with installations, more scanning and hacking and other things to get uh, rewards and prizes. And also there's going to be, in some confusing language, they said, we are introducing a wing mining missions for you. So there will be a wing mining mission, at least one, possibly more, uh, where you can get into a wing of people and uh, go shoot rocks like we were just discussing. So that seems to be the entire list. They do have a sort of redacted error sort of fun thing, which means they're going to move, try to move the narrative, the Thargoid narrative along probably also in some ways that they're not revealing. Um, but we don't know what that is, and we'll just have to wait and see. But this is a small update not one that's gonna that, that's gonna make any huge waves, but uh, interested in seeing what the Challenger looks like and if that's gonna be any fun to fly. Uh, but we don't have much longer to wait; only about twenty days as of this recording. And sweet now, Jeff, for your viewing and listening pleasure. I, I'm just curious, Tony. Do you, do do you dream of electric sheep? I do. I do okay. dream of electric sheep. I, I do indeed, that, sir. That explains a lot. All right. Okay. So, so a couple weeks ago, like it, this was, we, we recorded our last show two weeks ago. We, we uh, I was traveling. Henry was uh, uh, just knocked out, and so we canceled the show last week. But the week before that, this this was just just beginning to percolate. This this little thing. It was it was the hint of a rumor of a suggestion of the twenty seven thousand dollar package uh, in Star Citizen. 
This package includes virtually every ship that they've made so far, or pro- made, I use that word in quotation marks, have proposed slash sold as a concept ship slash is probably, it might be in your hangar slash whatever. Almost all of them. And every, basically every flare piece that they've generated for uh, in-game uh, perusal. So the, this this package was only available to those people who have already contributed more than $1,000 to Star Citizen. So not only was there a $27,000 price tag to buy it, there was a $1,000 price tag to look at it. And this was picked up by a number of uh, game outlets and even some, you know, some gaming reporters of non-game uh, media uh, and, and has sort of spread a little bit. And I, I, we can't just, like, let that go. I mean, it might be old news by now, but, I mean, come on. We can't let that go, can we? I, I don't know. I, 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 think the, I, I, I think the whole thing is a non-issue. But you probably okay. have something. You have very have a strong opinion on the subject. So why don't you stay? I, I happen to. Why don't you stay your to. opinion, and then I will state mine. Okay, and then Jeff, and then Jeff can tell us why we're both wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, we'll do that. So uh, so this is this is this is my problem. My problem here is that it is a horrible horrible message to send, not only to the backers who have already backed it also is terrible for your potential customers and at the pu- for the public at large and here is why um, a package like that combines everything that was supposed to be unique and special at various points along the way of, uh, of the development these things were unique this was the cool thing it was limited to time offer you'll never get it cheaper than this it'll always be this is the best time to get it Blah, 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 all this other stuff. So, I mean, now that clearly is all, all that stuff was just hogwash. We sort of thought that was the way it was, but this just, that's just it. If you have enough money, it just doesn't matter when you come on board. Uh, You can have your, you can have whatever you want, whenever you want it, as long as you write a big enough check. The second problem I have here is the messaging about the finances of the company. There is no reason to sell a price uh, a ticket at this price point there's none there is just no reason oh but tony you know people like to back it and they want to you know they want to show their support well that's great buy 80 ships at 100 bucks and give them to 80 of your friends okay or or give away 80 ships on on some drawing or something like that this one item says one of two things either the money's gone and we need more of it right now or we have a big pile of money somewhere. We're just not spending it. And either one of those things is a bad deal at this stage of development. $180 million plus in, according to them, and they're selling items for a $27,000 price tag. I don't care how many of them they actually sell. Just the fact that they're offering it for sale sends the wrong message. And this is, I, I think this is one of those oh shit moments where... This was probably this should have been debated very heartily internally and then killed dead on the table before it got to the public. And it just wasn't. Uh, They already have the $15,000 completionist package. That was one of the original things. They should have just run a special on that. But this new thing, I think, was a mistake. And especially offering it only to the whales, only to the concierge members. I think that was a mistake, too. If it really was about people showing support and people trying to get on board with the Star Citizen hype train... It should have been a big thing. They should open it to everybody. All right, Brian, tell me why I'm wrong. 
I mean, it's it's the same reason that all of the press is wrong. I mean, this is an issue because someone pointed it out to somebody in the press, and then they wrote an inflammatory article, and they they phrased it the exact same way you you did. It's like. You have to have a thousand dollars to see this twenty-seven thousand dollar pledge. Are you accusing me of being enslaved by the media? And you are. You are a fake mm. news junkie. Mm. So the reason number one, number one, you're, let's say talk about your two points here. Number one, these ships are we're available. We're not available. We're, we're bypassing the whole thing. Well, that's crap anyway because they, they offer every ship over again. Nothing is exclusive anymore. Um, and it has hasn't been since like forever. Like you mentioned, I conceded the, that the fifteen thousand slash seventeen thousand dollar completionist package because you can add on a ship to that that costs another two grand. That's been around since what like two three years now, right? This is just an upgrade to that same package. It, they the, the completion of package comes with all the ships you care about anyway. It comes with like both addresses and like a and a javelin and all and and the the Vandal exclusive ship and things like that, right? And the reason that thing comes with all of those ships is because not very many people pay that much money for a package. It's like okay, you know what? I own one of the exclusive one of 300 sides that I bought like at the very beginning Kickstarter. It was only available for like a week and that was in 2012. It's fine. If someone's going to give Star Citizen another $10,000, which I think is what the minimum package you have to get the side. I can't remember. Then by all means, I don't give a crap. That's like what? 50, 100 people? Yeah. I don't care if they give them a scythe too. You know, so I think ship exclusivity was a ship that sailed a long, long time ago. And in fact, it, I conceded it sailed, that. It, it still bothers me, but I conceded that. It sailed in like 2013 when the completionist package was first released, right? I mean, that's when it, that's when I really knew it's like, okay, I have to let this go because at that point it was pointless. Then, and and I, I understand it it bothers you there, but. I mean, it only bothers the people that aren't keeping up with the day-to-day runnings of Star Citizen because you can get any ship almost at mm-hmm. any time. And in we're going to circle back to that. I'll give you guys. We're, we're going to circle back to that. I'll, I'll give you guys another quick tidbit, and it goes along with the same thing. If you ask for something nice enough, Sig lets you buy it. They, don't don't quote me on this because they'll yell at me. But it has been – that's throughout Star Citizen's lifetime, there have been ways of talking to the right people or asking, right, asking in like tickets and stuff like that, that you can go buy something that, you, that isn't currently on the store or you can talk to the right person and, 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 get, and get, get tokens for things and, and things like that. Nothing is locked down. It's just digital tchotchkes at this point, you know? So I, nothing has been exclusive for a very, very long time. Since the, the very inception of this game, like it, once you're at like a certain level of funding, you just go ask, and they're like, okay, you can throw money at them and get anything. It's not a big deal for them. The other thing, though, where you're saying it's the wrong message, that is the wrong message. But the, and the reason that that it, it is visible only to concierge people is because the reason the pack even exists is they had a vote on it in the concierge forum. The con they asked the concierge forum, it's like, hey, we're gonna, we want to make a new package of just ships. Like, what do you guys really want? And everybody voted, we want an updated completionist pack. We want something that has everything in it. And so they made you one. And people, and, and then you're thinking, okay, well, if they throw a bunch of ships in there, these people are getting such a great deal. No, you're paying more than the people that originally bought the ships because they're the current prices. You're only saving like $100 on all of those, sh- on $27,000 of ships. You're only getting like $100 in savings. You'd save a whole bunch more if you bought them going along and let, and let them accrue in price because all those ships have gone up over time. 
So if you're saying, if you're telling me that, okay, the people that already bought the ships are screwed with the people allowing them, no, no, this, the, guy, the guy who's buying Legata's package, he's paying twice the price on a lot of those ships. So it's not a, it's not, it's, it's just an easy thing for like Saudi Arabian princes that are too rich, you know, <laughs> that, that, I, 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 you know, and, and if you want to complain, I, if you're, I, la- I laugh because the King of Jordan appeared on at least one Star Trek Next Generation episode because he likes Star Trek Next Generation. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a thing. No, Saudi Arabian princesses and science fiction. And, and sure. I've seen them. I, I've literally seen Saudi princes or I've seen rich Saudis. <laughs> Pledge mm-hmm. for Star Citizen packs. It's not a. It's not an unknown concept. And right. honestly, they're never going to play with all those damn ships. They're just throwing money at the game, and because they have the money. And I'm not going to complain about that. It's not like they're going to go and balance the economy because they're probably going to play the game for about half an hour. I think at the end of the day, this is just a continuation of what already exists in the store. And the only reason this is a big deal is because people blew it up in the press. All right, Jeff, your turn. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, Brian is quite right on all points. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I can go back into some uh, when we were actually a Star Citizen podcast and and uh, remember our community manager begging for the money for the completionist package way back. You know, a hundred. <laughs> he has it. A hundred fair. He's never stopped. So, he's he's, uh, uh, he's never episodes stopped. ago because <laughs> it's always it's always been there, and I and I I don't see why this is. I, it's not that. They didn't make this because they needed the money. They made this because they were asked to make this. Um, and and Brian's right. They're all updated prices. So, you know, if you're boo-hooing about the completionist package, continue, you know, get get a Kleenex. I'll, I'll pass you one because really just cry it out. There really is nothing. There's no news here. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, let, let me circle around and just this is, this is I think, what might separate those of us who have been brainwashed by the media uh, and then and then all you right thinking uh, you know other people here at the podcast the difference is that this used to be a crowdfunded thing and the whole track of this conversation has gone from if you pay them enough uh, for these digital tchotchkes you can get what you want with uh, the right email to the right person it's not a crowd-funded thing anymore. It's a whale-funded thing. And those are the people that have the ins and the connections and stuff like that. And it's, it's I think, a sort of toxic change from the original concept where a lot of people would could chip in 40 bucks or they could chip in 1000 They could chip in 15000 if they were so inclined. But it was a lot of people giving an average of 100 bucks. And I think that if we looked at that right now, that average has probably gone up significantly because of a small concentration of people who are really, really into it. And I think that that has been a focus and a, a purposeful move by CIG. And yeah, is it, a, is it a smart business move? Sure, why not? Every successful monetized video game panders to the whales. It's what you do. I get it. But this, this to me, to me, to me, the whole concept of a digital environment where you could ha- be just in your spaceship doing things that 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 ship has sailed a long time ago too that ship sailed a couple years ago for me this is now a you know i'm gonna be a little fish in a big pond because the big fish literally the whales have twenty seven thousand dollars worth of ships and maybe they'll only log in for a half an hour that's true but it, the, the 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 shine's falling off let's talk about that for a minute okay number one it's always been funded by the whales. 
I mean, a lot of people think, seem to think, oh, you know, it's always been, oh, it's this crowdfunded thing. It's little people. No, I think crowd, I mean, like the, the little people, maybe that's half the money. The other half of the money is the is like the the one percenters, right? Or not? It's not really one percenters. It's really you know everyday Joes that are giving you know uh, the one percent of the Star Citizen fan base giving the the large percentage. But it, it's always been about that. And and um, you know if you but it hasn't always felt like that. Well, you know it all depends on what, what circle you've been in, right? I don't know how long I've been. I'm a Space Sim fan. That's the circle I'm in. My point is, my feeling is, changed. If you haven't, if you haven't been, if you haven't been in concierge, like concierge has been there since the beginning. Yeah, and I've I'm, been, a con- I've been I'm in concierge. concierge. For, for, I've, I've been concierge for, since like 2013, right? I have my golden like, ticket. I man. bought a damn Idris on, yeah, on yeah, a live yeah. stream that everybody <laughs> watched me put my credit card number into, and. Um, that, that's ever since then and ever you know it's 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 very obvious to me that you know there is there's like okay everybody else and then there's the concierge people right and they, they, right. they treat them a little differently now and like more openly but it's always been like that and they're funding more of the development than these other people it's it's not a it's not like a big mystery why that they're doing special things or allowing them you know a little special perks none of this stuff and let me get to my second point before you before you jump on me here. I don't think any of this stuff is 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 unbalancing. And, and, let, and the reason I say this is that it's just a person, right? It's a person buying. Uh, I don't even know how many ships are in the Legatus pack. It, it's got to be over a hundred. One hundred twenty-seven, something like yeah, one hundred seventeen, yeah. something like that. What are they going to do with all of those? Right? They're going to probably just give them away or they're going to run an org and people are going to borrow them or they're going to sit in one of those 100 ships and the other 99 are going to be in a hangar somewhere. It doesn't affect for, for the most of the people, the other, you know, uh, other 2 million citizens that are, that are currently on the website or other, you know, was it 500,000 that are actually in the game pledged or I don't know what that number is. Um, all of those hundreds and thousands of people, potentially million people that are potentially playing the game are unaffected by that person because that person isn't going to do anything with all of those ships. It's just points in a database. It's not like they're winning some sort of contest. There's no contest to win. And Antonio, I will agree with you on a couple points that that it's no longer a crowdfunded game. As somebody who said on the forums, you know, about a game that I play, you know, oh, they're all out. They're only out to make money. They're they're screwing us. Well, you know what? It's a business. I'm sorry if you got little hurt feelings, but. You know, all these game designers, all these games that are out there that we pay subscriptions to or or buy items from, they're running a business. And and if I was a stockholder or uh, and I am invested in this game, I, I see that I want these games are out there to to generate money. Um, and that's what they do. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're not. You're not wrong. I mean, I, it's it. This my but my point is is about the hurt feelings and somebody's gonna give me a Kleenex and stuff. My thing is is that when it comes down to playtime, when it comes down to spending your leisure time, a lot of that's dictated by what you feel like doing. And to me, and I think to a lot of people that aren't concierge and don't get these emails, and who are casual fans or people that maybe bought the forty dollar package and just check in on the game's progress every so often. Stuff like this makes me think, and I think makes a lot of other people think, oh, this isn't the game that I signed up for. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And it's just, it's a, ma- it's a matter of, 
my expectations have not been managed. And that's fine because they don't care about my expectations. Obviously, that's fine. It just but but there but I'm at the usually that happens after I get abused by some patches and I've been in the game for a while. And I'm like, oh man, they nerfed this favorite thing of mine, and this is ah oh, screw it, I'm done playing this dumb game. No, we haven't even gotten a game yet. And I'm already like, yeah, this isn't what I signed up for. It all depends on what what are you thinking concierge people get there, Tony? I, I don't I don't know and I don't particularly care. All I know is, is that in the, during the course of this conversation, both of you have made the point that it's not my money they're interested in. And unless I contribute at the proper level, I don't get special access. Number one, that tells me there is such a thing as special access. Yeah. And number two, what it tells me is there's a line I ain't crossed it yet. Yeah. But what's, what is, you know what, if you're not, if you're not in the club, then you don't care about the perks of the special access. That's my point. Like there are multiple clubs in Star Citizen, not just one. And you can pay to get in at least two of them. And I, and the, 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 and you know, there's other ones that you don't pay to get into. But I guess the point is, is that if you don't know what they're getting, then it doesn't really apply to you anyway. Like, what is what does concierge get? You get a top hat and a goddamn monocle. You know, uh, do you care? You get you get access to a, a forum where other rich people talk to each other about spaceships. Do you care? No, there's other forums. There's a million other ones, and you get usually like pre-sale notifications and stuff. Like like they'll have some ship. It's like you get a chance to buy it. 12 hours before everybody else. Right. It's like, again, it's you're, not, you're getting it, not getting it at a cheaper price. You just, your getting, point's taken, but it's, your and, point, you're, and, yeah. and similarly, your point. you know what? Here's another one. You want to pay 10 bucks a month to get in the subscriber store. There's a subscriber forum and it gives you much of the same stuff for 10 bucks a month. And you get a magazine and you get access to an image database and you get a, and you get a free ownership every month to try out. And you and a get bunch of other random crap. And you, you, oh, you get you get hanger flare. Yeah. And you get you get uh, you get wreck. You get a wreck stipend. So the ten bucks a month bill beats the thousand dollar spending. The thousand dollar total contribution. Yeah. yeah. And, I, I understand. And, I mean, oh, oh, and the ten dollars a month counts towards the thousand dollars. So even so, so if you subscriber long enough, uh, like I have, uh, that kind of pushes you over a little bit there too. So your points, what your points taken? I mean, I, I do understand all that, but what I'm what I'm getting at is not. Not not down to the nuts and bolts of it. That you, this is this is a much like this is a much sort of like you know backed off larger aerial view of the entire situation. My, what I'm saying is is that in a in a in a digital in a world where you're, everyone's competing for your cheeks and seats because that's how you that's how your game thrives. One way or the other, it all comes down to cheeks and seats because the more you've got them, the more people get into your microtransaction stores, the more likely they are to continue subscribing. You know, everything happens from cheeks and seats. You get balance, you get uh, bonds of social interaction. You get people doing clubs and orgs and emergent gameplay. Cheeks and seats, cheeks and seats, cheeks and seats. And they're doing stuff for people. They're they're doing something for everybody. They're putting out they're putting out three videos a week, three hour long videos a week. But that's those aren't games. That uh, those aren't game experiences. Well, they're right putting now, out, they're, they're now put pushing out a patch a quarter now. That's I understand opinion. this. Can't, hang on, hang on. What <laughs> I'm saying is, is that if you're paying attention and you're already invested in the game, yes, there are these things available. But if you are one of those people that bought the $40 package three years ago and you see this out there, whether the press is wrong or not, it doesn't really matter what if they're right or wrong. It's out there. And if this is what they see, and these are the opportunities that CIG, quote, takes to get their name out there, 
then this is a bad move because it creates an impression. I totally disagree with you. Uh, if you if you bought the if all you ever did in Star Citizen four years ago was was buy a forty dollar package and you you log in and you see this stuff now. I'm not going to get butt hurt over that. I, I'm just going to say, wow, I, maybe I should check it out more and see what I can further contribute or what I need to get. Because really, if that's all you expected, then there, I think there's something inherently wrong with what your ideal is because it, it just doesn't make sense on the progress of this thing. I, I wouldn't expect that from any game. Okay. So I'm not going to disagree with you on the point that it's not great messaging. Obviously, um, this kind of spun out of control for them. And I don't think that they even thought about it as messaging. This was just something they were doing for, you know, the whales and people took it, took it wrong. And it is a, uh, it is a negative press. That's not, not something I'm going to disagree with, but at the same time, I don't think it was a, um, Manufactured. It wasn't something that they're they're doing to manufacture their image, and I'm. There's not a lot you can do about it. It's just it's just it, right? There are people that spend money and they have packages they can buy, and there's people that just buy the little things and they have packages they can buy. That's it. Well, all right. Well, like I said, Ken Shelley gets the last word, but I would just want to say that the best thing about our show is that we can have a discussion like this, and we'll all still show up next week. So, now that we've got caught up on Space Sim News, let's see what's happening in Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. A one-of-a-kind artwork has been stolen from the capital of the Alliance. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace on the Alios system. Thanks, Spencer. A unique digital painting was removed from a highly secured vault in the middle of the night. Officials at the Garden City Gallery on Turner's World are baffled at the complexity of the heist. Sergeant Femi Abram of the Municipal Police told GPR that the thief managed to overcome, quote, a titanium vault, plasma grids, proximity alarms, and thermal sensors, end quote. The villain even appeared to have the time and ability to spray paint a crude drawing of a winking cat inside the vault, adding vandalism insult to grand theft injury. The piece, entitled Youscape by acclaimed fifth-wave Noir Nouveau artist Barclay Uxor, was a highly praised piece that pushed the boundaries of an otherwise stagnant medium. When asked for a reaction to the theft, Mr. Uxor stated, quote, Some low-life scum has robbed the artistic community of a groundbreaking achievement and cost me millions of credits, too. To leave common graffiti in its place is the ultimate insult. End quote. Ironically, what made the digital painting unique was that it was loaded with cameras. The cameras feed into a limited-purpose facial recognition artificial intelligence node, which slightly alters the painting's image in response to the reactions of those who view it. When asked if the multiple facial recognition cameras fed into anything else, like perhaps the museum's own security system, neither the gallery nor the police had any comment. Is this theft just the latest symptom of the recent galactic crime wave? Or is this cat burglar beginning a spree of his own? From Turner's World and Alioth, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace.
Thanks, Smoo. The League of Reparation continues to strike unimpeded across the known galaxy. Five independent ships have been attacked by the organization and no survivors have been recovered as of this broadcast. Authorities are not releasing any details about the victims, but they did confirm that three of the ships were destroyed in Alliance space and one each in Federal and Imperial space. All five had the message for Jameson burned in the hall remains by military grade laser beam. Captain Setonia, the Imperial representative of the Tri-Power Task Force, was able to show some progress in tracking the network. Quote, We have determined that the League agents received their orders via multi-relayed encrypted comms channels from the source using a codename Nexus. This suggests a central point of coordination rather than autonomous cells. Whether Nexus is an individual, a group, or a faction is yet unknown. End quote. In related news, the League apparently staged an elaborate recreation of Commander Jamison's final flight, with deadly results. Senior Agent Tanya Ramirez, a federal representative of the Tri-Superpower Task Force, said that an unemployed construction worker, Mr. Luca Hem, was still alive when the derelict Cobra Mark III he was trapped aboard slammed into the asteroid in the Atronanus A belt. This is an obvious attempt at the recreation of the Cobra III crash site where Commander Jameson's logs were discovered. Further, Mr. Hem has been positively identified as the great-grandson of Amaro Hem. Amaro Hem was the INRA officer who who was responsible for shooting down Commander Jameson upon his return from the mission to deliver the mycoid weapon to the Thargoids. With regard to the latest escalation of audacious killings, Agent Ramirez said, quote, It is clear that the League is using theatrical tactics to ensure its message reaches the media. Our task force is working hard to discover more about its organization and to bring these terrorists to justice. End quote. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. As you are, pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on faster-than-light travel in Elite Dangerous. We noticed some of your rooks having some issues with this, so we scheduled this training. Flying faster than light's a miracle of modern living, and knowing a few things about it can be the difference between your future as a newbie-flavored meat popsicle and a sparkly plasma cloud. First, let's do a quick history lesson. 1,500 years ago, people said you couldn't fly faster than sound. Then a fella named Chuck Yeager strapped himself to a tin can filled with rocket fuel and proved them wrong. A thousand years ago, people said you couldn't fly faster than light. Then several Earth companies discovered virtually the same hyperspace method at virtually the same time and proved them wrong. Three cheers for effective corporate espionage, I guess. Those first hyperdrives were big, slow, and expensive, but they drove the colonization of the galaxy for around 600 years. Then, just as the ancient sky pilots learned different ways to fly faster than sound that didn't involve lighting 70% of the weight of the aircraft on fire, so too have we clever homo sapiens figured out a few ways to break the light barrier without mortgaging a continent. We did turn a test pilot's anatomy inside out, but that, that was just the one time. 
Around 500 years ago, hyperdrive travel was standardized along established, monitored, and gated routes known as the faraway system. Faraway jumps, as they were called, were cheap enough and stable enough that widespread spaceship ownership took root, and the beginnings of what would become the Pilots Federation took shape. Then about 200 years ago, the Querium Drive allowed pilots to make safe jumps with all that expensive you know, control towers and rescue stations and other infrastructure. The faraway system was largely dismantled just in time for the secret formula for manufacturing Querium fuel to be lost, sending humanity back to the dark ages of FTL travel. The Type 2B hyperdrive, which could consign pilots to weeks in hyperspace at a time, was the most common replacement for the Querium Drive. I won't say it was a popular replacement because nobody liked it. The Star Dreamer technology, which messed with pilots' perception of time, made it more bearable, but you were still stuck spending weeks in space, even if it only felt like minutes. It wasn't until the advent of the frame shift drive that FTL travel really became something that the ordinary human could tackle day in and day out. Which brings us to today's systems. Your fuel, common hydrogen. Your navigation, the enormous database in your Pilots Federation approved spaceship holographic overlay experience that lets you travel to any mapped star except restricted permit systems. Your engine, a poorly understood mass of tantalum and plasma probably reverse engineered from 200 year old Thargoid wrecks. Yes, Rooks, we base our civilization on these things. Here's what I can tell you for sure. First, your drive has two modes, interstellar jump or high wake and super cruise or low wake. Second, it's allergic to gravity. Let me explain. In order to jump from star to star, your navigational database interfaces with your ship's sensors to find a star within jump range. That range is calculated based on the throughput of your reactor's mass conversion bottle, your ship's actual mass, and a mysterious figure called the optimal mass. Now, calculating that figure is where knowing n-dimensional brain topology comes in handy. And if any of you rooks know what that is, I will eat my stylish cap. In any event, your ship locks onto the star's gravity well and then drops you into a witch space tunnel on a collision course with a giant ball of fusion. Fortunately, once in the actual presence of a gravity well, the frame shift drive ceases to function. This is even better illustrated in supercruise mode. Now, as you approach a planet or a moon, your ship will slow down, almost as if you're trying to climb a steep hill. And the closer you get to the top of the hill, the harder it is to climb. If you're going too slow on approach, it will take forever to get to the top. If you're going too fast, either you'll fly off the top of the hill, leading to the inevitable loop of shame as you come around for another approach, or your frameshift drive will again cease to function as you get too deep into the gravity well. Pro tip, keep your throttle in the middle of the blue zone and aim for the planet on approach. Now, rumor has it that it's only computer safeties that keep you from maintaining your FSD status in a gravity field. I'm inclined to believe that it's a limitation of the drive itself, but no physicist will give me a straight answer. At the end of the day, though, I think if it were physically possible to crash a 2,000-ton ship onto a planet at 200 times the speed of light, somebody would have tried it by now. Just do me a favor, Rooks. Don't go down in history as that guy. All right, everybody, tuck in your pet rocks and change into your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on, Mama's not going to save you today. Let's go. You want to fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. In that order, Adira, Ken Shadow, Shiv, you are in basically a space kitchen with a big I, hole in the wall. I get some uh, space vegetable oil. <laughs> <laughs> 
I get space crypto. Sure. I, I will say you, you, you now have space are vegetable there, oil. Are there any kitchen knives floating around in here? Uh, a lot of the silverware appear, apparently you like you hit the silverware cabinet, and so most of that's out on the out in the the field now. I'm not talking about butter knives. I'm talking about the sharp stuff. Yeah, like like anything that wasn't like any like what would be on the on the counter, like in one of those little container thingies, like the, with the knife holes, those little slots and stuff. Yeah, anything that was like not nailed down or in a cabinet, chucked out it's the window. It's called a knife block. Knife block. Yeah, that thing. Uh, what, <laughs> I don't know. What is a place where you stick knives? Yeah, All, anything that was not sort of tied down or in a cabinet. Poof. Fortunately, you didn't hit the Crisco cabinet, and so Shiv was able to locate his vegetable oil off to the side. So, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm asking because if there is a suitable sharp knife floating around, I would like to grab it. Uh, for sure. Just Roll in perception. Case Roll perception. All right. Uh, well, she's doing that else stuff. Five uh, plus one, six. Uh, you don't you don't spot anything. Like I said, most of the silverware wound up outside. Drat. Yeah. Okay. If I've learned anything from video games, you need a you need a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> you need to like tie it behind you so it's covering your back. That yes, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good. That's a good tip. All right. So, in, oh, good. in the words of one of my friends, uh, wouldn't a skillet work better than a frying pan? <laughs> you know, uh, if, if anybody's looking for for uh, for ironware, uh, go right ahead. Uh, if that's a thing anyone wants to roll for, I'd be happy to entertain. Is is, is it Calphalon? Or... <laughs> is this have the Teflon coating or that new rock stuff? I like the rock stuff. Did... It's nice. Please tell me you guys got that. Because if you didn't, I'm just gonna I, be sighing at you. I all didn't night. even hear it. What was it? The skillet versus frying pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He got it. I don't think <laughs> I got it. Was that Evil Dead? No, it's because they're the same thing. Tony, man, man. You know that block that you put the knives in? What do you? Yeah, call exactly. That was thing? anybody ex- was anybody expecting me to get that one? Yeah, the, the block, the the thing that you put knives in with the slots, the knife block. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> Skills of frying pans? Whatever. I don't know. They're round. They have a handle on it. Well, now I'm going to be sighing at the TM all Feel free. Feel free. (laughs) Let's see what you roll next. I wonder if there's a trap around the corner. Okay. (laughs) 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 All right. So, but... uh, You fell in a trap and got hit in the face with a skillet, and then again with a frying pan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So where's the door? And one had red sauce in it. The other had marinara. What red sauce and marinara both. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yes. Okay. So we have, we have, uh... The door is 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 sealed and is like off to the side, blinking red. You know, depressurization alert. Blah blah blah. All that kind of stuff. Okay. What do you want to do? Is it just one door? Sorry, you yeah. Said it's just, it there's sealed. only one. There's only one door out, and it's blinking red, and it's you know emergency beep beep. You know, it's it's okay. It's um security panel somewhere. Yep, you can it. give that a try. You roll me a security uh, check. Would that be okay? I was wondering if that was. I I make I'm gonna take cover behind a. Okay. Yeah. Six plus one. three is nine. Uh, so yeah, you're able to access it. You, there is an override. You can do it, but as uh, Ken Shadow was pointing out, he's, he was taking cover. This is you're now in internal doors that have been sealed in an emergency. So th- there's not like there's an airlock on the other side of this thing. So whatever, whatever, whatever yeah, so air is on the other side is coming for through. Flying you. Sh- when you open yeah. it. 
Well, I, I assume I'm not standing right in you, front of it as I'm punching. You may choose not to as you hit the go button. You may okay. choose to stand aside. I'll be behind something as well. Okay. Maybe I, I kind of assumed that that was okay. common sense to not stand this, in front of this it. This is elite dangerous. This, yes. There's, the penalty for loitering is death. So <laughs> yes. The penalty for going assume. to the wrong uh, landing pad is death. <laughs> so the penalty for not telling the DM... I stand in front of the doorway and punch in the security override. Unless you tell me I've moved out of the way of the violent decompression that's coming, I might. I am still, I am still attempting to keep myself flat against the wall awesome. as I'm doing awesome. that. that, that that's so. perfect. You will be well clear of any decompression that happens. Punch it. All right. She is. She is now humming. She's now humming. Mission <laughs> Impossible. Hit it. Did you hit it? Didn't didn't is it wasn't that the security yep. check? Well, no, the security the security oh. check is can you do it? And the answer is yes, you can. Oh, Are you okay. ready? Yes. All right, so you hit it, so, it pops open, it. big blast of air. It's various debris, some papers and staplers and stuff, just kind of like just right past you. Uh, what it would have been? Evidence. Can I grab a? Is there enough time for me to grab a stapler? Um, <laughs> sure. What the hell? Why the hell not? Roll an athletics check. Awesome. Is, is it? Please ready? be a good one. Eight. Seven plus you one. You snag a cheap office stapler. It's not great. It's awesome. not. It's not red. It's definitely not red. But you do. You do manage to snag yourself a stapler as it as it flies through. It's it's a swung line. Does it have Chinese staples in it? Stapler. It has. It has. It has the staple stub. You know the stub of staples at the very end. Like, you know, Aww. you need to replace it. But you that's can, not useful. Mm, you're kind of disappointed, <laughs> all told. You're a little disappointed. All right, but okay. you, uh, you've, you've, so, explosively, you've explosively decompressed uh, a hallway. Hey, I'm totally serious about the stapler. Is it obvious that it's, like, jammed or something? No, it looks functional, but it's just disappointing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all I yes. wanted to know. Guys, <laughs> it's time to fill some TPS reports out. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll need a new stapler because this thing doesn't have enough. Oh... Okay, so you gonna walk down the hallway? Yeah. All right. You walk down the hallway. Uh, you. I there, mean, there are I'm. Two doors to the left. I'm still okay. hugging, hugging yeah. the walls. Yeah. Here, you see, yeah. you see, basically, you're. Uh, you've got two doors on your left, and then that goes around the corner. It's functional but disappointing. That's what she said. Thank you, Justin, in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's great. Ah, the stapler as a metaphor for life. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, all right. Some say it's functional, others say it's disappointing. All I know is it's called the ship, and you put together this week's feedback. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that escalated quickly. Okay. All right, team. This is a team of crack commandos here to mop up a... Evil drug <laughs> base that's going to profoundly impact the economy of the Pilots Federation and its rookie pilots. This is <clears throat> yes, so, very serious. So all Go I ahead. see are two doors on the two left. Two doors on the left. They are they have similarly sealed against decompression. They okay, labeled I, I it anyway. I got a question about the room we're in real quick. This is like an office thing. No, right? no. You were in a kitchen. You're in a... No, no, no. I thought we... Oh, I'm sorry. This is not in... Yeah, it's like, I thought we moved yeah, in the next moved, room. Moved, the next room is a hallway. And just... I said various... Oh, okay. I said various crap flies out. And then I just said some papers and a stapler. I'm just making stuff up as I go, man. I'm just like... This... Again, 
you guys trying to blow a hole in an airlock was not at the top of my list of things that was going to happen today. That's so I am. I, this is we are in the seat of the pants territory uh, in, in DMing. First, right. first rule of DMing: write out everything that you want to happen, and then and burn then it. Of, yes, because it's not going right. to happen. Or shoot it with a plasma repeater three times as they, they try to get in through each of the walls around the uh, around the corners. Okay, Tony, so, I got to stop you, you man. I, I just want to say we are inside. Okay, you, we you are, are inside. inside. Thank you, you successfully, thank you, sir. You successfully <laughs> entered the building. We have fulfilled our like, mandate. Like the Kool Aid. Just there you <laughs> are. So the two doors on the left. See you. So, but but, but j- just 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 a, you know, you did point out before this game that one of the suggestions from last game was nuking the site from orbit. Right. So you knew you knew this was going to be unconventional. <laughs> <laughs> Would have made the story a lot shorter if I'd let you have access to nuclear weapons. That's true. All right. Uh, okay, but we are here in a hallway with two doors on your left, and. Okay, are the doors labeled in any way that I can see? No. One's men's and one's <laughs> <laughs> No, no, they're not labeled. They're not labeled. Okay, well, then I guess I will see if there's a security panel for the first yep, one. A, it's, a, it's very similar to the one you just saw at the kitchen. I'm not even going to make you roll because you know how it works now. All right. Still h- uh, hugging the right. wall. I'd, yeah, I, I also take cover, and I'm sure Red does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Same, I'll be, same thing. I'll be further down the hall. Okay. So whatever goes out isn't going past me. Okay. All right. So hit the button. Poof! It, op- mm-hmm. it sprays open again. This uh, this room is uh, uh, clearly like a, an office or administrative type center. You see you see TPS reports. There are a, <laughs> there are there are there are one or two additional staplers that don't fly out of the room because they are far enough back in the room. They just sort of like fly and then fall. So, well, do any of those staplers work? Are they jammed? Yeah, are they are they better staplers than the one uh, I have? have? I want you to roll staplers. repair checks on the two staplers that you find <laughs> on the floor to, to assess their working condition. I totally condition. will. I totally will. Okay. Um, the first <laughs> if she fails, can she radio to me since I have a high repair skill to talk her through <laughs> repairing <laughs> the staplers? Talk her through stapler repair. Again, again. Six plus one is seven. important to the this, this, Again, this stapler is similar to your other one. It is. It's. It's disappointing. I mean, it's not. It's All not right, great. Well, I'll just keep the one I have. Okay. Then. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not great. So I mean, it's like these people. It's right. functional though. It's functional. Lead with the. All oh, right. It's, it's functional. It's functional, but it is disappointing. It's like these people did not take their stapler maintenance seriously. Okay. You're getting. You're getting that vibe that that, that, that these people. Oiled right. Or they, 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 they don't replace. They don't replace the clips very often. I mean. Yeah, and the, uh, it's it, they don't take they didn't take it very seriously. Uh, okay, that is disappointing. Right. Yeah, really. All right, so this so clearly sort of in a minute like an administrative center kind of thing. Uh, TPS reports. I mean, invoices. seriously right. though, it, it's when we say TPS reports, is there anything incriminating on any of the paperwork? Uh, roll uh, roll an insight. Give me, give me an insight check. I do have some. Ten. When we get to the I, next door, again, is that Not just that. him? He's 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 That's the one asking the, he's the one asking the question. Okay. He's the one asking the question, so he gets oh. the answer. The answer is it's really boring. Like you see the shipments okay. of 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 forks and knives and a uh, and a small box of staples. I mean, just just like random, just like stupid stuff. Like 
It's all it, small box of staples is cool. <laughs> no, no, it actually probably is a small for a small box. It's like you know uh, when you get a shipment from Amazon and you get the packing list in the middle and you think I don't I shouldn't throw this away right because it's a receipt. So it's like it's like that kind of stuff. It's not even really very okay. good records. Is there is there a computer? Uh, no. Well, there, yeah, yeah, there is there is one, sense. but the, the explosive decompression knocked it off the table and it's broken and spritzing on the floor. Is there a hard drive we can grab? <laughs> I, I have a crowbar. He's, he's, you could just scoop up the whole Valid damn question. computer if you wanted to. Just just pick up the computer and take and carry it with you, like a Roomba. Well, it seems cumbersome, but yeah, sure. All right, and you know what? I just throw it out in the goddamn hallway so we get out of the way. Okay. Um, let's. I, I say we move on. All right. Now, is there only one more door it, on this hallway? And then there's a bend. Uh, okay. There's a bend that goes to the right. So I could put Crisco Space Crisco on the door frame. So if anyone's in there when they try to hold on. They slip and get sucked out. Boy, sure you sure could. You, you sure could. And I want you to roll a slide of hand check for that, just to make sure you get all the nice greasy Crisco in the right spots. Of natural course. one. So natural one. Do you I'm, want to spend I'm a karma like, point on that one there, my friend? Gets it all over himself. <laughs> I was about to say. Otherwise, it's probably yeah. you can do whatever you want to with this game, but there are consequences. <laughs> A five. five. You see, uh, yeah, also not... I mean, it is so challenging. It's very... I mean, it's absolutely it's, so hard to spread this It's Crisco. low gravity, and, you know, it's a weird environment, and you're making things up on the fly, and you get... You got these clothes. It, it's, you so, get most so of it I, on you. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong You thing. get most of it on you, but you do manage to get some of it on the door frame. So, so if, this, would be a, this would be an easy task. Yes. This not would be, a very easy task. I'd be looking for a seven on this one, right? Because you had, you had a specific strategic goal in mind, right? You had a lot of yeah, time to put work it, it all over the place. Right, right. But you, the goal with the goal of if someone tried to grab it, they would lose purchase. Right. And you had you had an intention in mind. You wanted. So if I didn't have an intention, it would have been easier. If you were just like, hey, Tony, <laughs> what what Shiv? Tony, can I just spray Crisco everywhere? Sure, Shiv. Roll me a slide <laughs> of hand check. You successfully spray Crisco everywhere out of three. Way to go. The, the, well, wonderful. Can't spray yeah. Crisco. But I would like to point out that you yeah, rolled you a natural one on your first attempt. So even if you had tried to just spray Crisco everywhere, you would have Tony been like knows eating nothing it. about the kitchen. You would have been <laughs> he like doesn't know about it. frying pans and skillets or Crisco. He doesn't you know anything about it. anything it's, in the kitchen. It's like once again, wax. once again, I would like to point out I am making this shit up as I go because you guys were not supposed to be doing this. So this is not... <laughs> This, hey. Like I said, I'm, you I'm, know borrowing, from, I'm borrowing from Spider Mind's game, right? And they have an encounter and a way to do it. I've, I've modified it a little bit, made some changes to it, so it's not it's not exactly as they had it. Going in through the kitchen after blasting it open with your plasma repeaters, not on the list. It's it's nowhere in here <laughs> at all. So we are totally just making stuff up as we go now. So, so, so while Red is lubing himself, <laughs> yes. Up, Successfully, I'm gonna. You said this is a, a corner. It's like a bend, right? There's one more door. You haven't. There's still a closed door on your left. There's another and then, door. Uh, and then, okay, yeah. I just want to make sure and look around the corner. We haven't sure tried to open the right. door that he tried to slather up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure there's nothing else in this hallway that we're no, not covering here. No, no just it's there's a, there's a door and a corner. And the that other room was a dead dead end, right? So you came in through the kitchen. There's one exit that you're in the hallway. The hallway has two doors, and then a, and then a little ways down the hallway, there's a bend to the right. You can't see around the right, bend. but we opened the first right. door, and it's just an office. And okay. That's it. This next door. That's what I was yep. making sure of. Okay, so um, same routine. 
I grab Red and, and just kind of fling him out of the way <laughs> into the same routine. So he doesn't do any more damage. Because, because he's obviously not, not helping anything <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah, right. I had to use my... But you still have half a bottle of Crisco he, left. So just you know, in reserve. It's a, it's a jug. It's, it's a jug. floor wax. Tub. The tub, okay. <laughs> All right. So okay, bunch so of, yeah, same thing. Oh, you know, actually, I, I take for clarification, I'm thinking like a bottle of like like Crisco oil, not Crisco the solid large stuff. Were you thinking large stuff? Uh, you yeah. said Crisco, which is large stuff. Okay, well, all right, so uh, then be, the, the, nothing changes. I just have to get this right in my head. Okay, so that's what that's what you did. Okay, fine. So pop the door open, poosh, stuff comes out. You're all standing out of the way. This is a bathroom. I like the sound yeah, effect. This is a bathroom. It goes well with the the, the yeah, yes. Now, do you know anything about the contents of a bathroom before we get started, Tony? <laughs> Are we going to have a problem here? You're Can not because you're not because <laughs> unlike the other rooms, everything was in a cabinet or a drawer. This these people may not be much on stapler uh, maintenance, but they did put away their toothbrushes and uh, combs. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly, so let's just be friendly. Some say he wrote a novel about a cleric who fights undead medieval boy servants and that it's a real page turner. But all we know is his name is Shiv and he'll put together this week's feedback. I just want to say that I, I love it. Yeah, it was a, it's a it's a it's a veiled D&D reference that we need more of that here, I think. Right. I don't think he'll ever be able to best that one. Anyway. And a recap of last week's community question. Did you take advantage of the discount weekend elite? Want to see more of these events? H. Allen writes in and says, Discount weekend? Software pub publisher have such nerve to charge anything, never mind a discount, for recycled electrons masquerading as JPEGs swimming in an intranet, intranet, not internet, flowing through the video gamer environments. This is a, quote, free-to-play, unquote, zone. Good day, sir. I say, quote, good day. P.S. I don't play E and D, but I do like watching streamers spend their money or show off the free stuff given to them from the publisher. Can't wait for Spencer or Jeff to start showing off his SG ships on a GPR stream. <laughs> well, just for clarity, the the in the in game discounts you can't pay cash for the stuff in the Elite Dangerous. Everything in the game is either uh, in game credits that you earn via stuff or um, materials that you turned into the engineers to get upgrades. So the discounts they were running weren't... Um, they, I think they did have a concurrent discount in their cash shop, but the discounts we were talking about was the for uh, was just in-game currency. But, you know, how dare they, right? I mean, honestly. Recycled JPEGs? Absolutely, man. I feel you. I feel you. It's swimming in the intranet stream in the video gamer environment. That's right. Fight the power. Good day, sir. Oh, yeah. For uh, Where Carol writes in and says... Uh, uh, for me to read specifically, though he spelled my name wrong. Live, lave, lavar, and laverne. Lazily lay in lave station above the planet lave in the lave system. They played with loofahs while eating loofah and listening to lave radio. Oh, oh. Nice. Well, well done. Well done, sir. Well done. William Hardy writes in general feedback. Loving the RPG. Like you did with the pirates, would you compile them together? Question mark, question mark. Also enjoying the Nuggets for Nuggets. Great info. Hope to join you all in game. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. And uh, sure, why not? We might, we can probably put all the uh, RPG sessions together in one big magic download after, we're, uh, after we hit a stopping point, maybe at the end of each adventure. Maybe. 
Yeah, we finished I, one, so maybe we can do that one and put that together. That's a good I'll, idea. I'll have a word. I'll have a word with the audio guys. See if the audio guys can make some machinima to go along with the audio and we'll put out a video for them. Yeah, absolutely. Really, I mean, you'd have to actually combine multiple video games for it to work, but, you know, hey, it, it'll, it'll go for it. In theory, it would totally work. Sean Newboy writes in and surprisingly says, wonderful show, everyone. I'm definitely loving the RP, both how you guys are going about things and, from what I understand, the game system. See, and Lennon gets on my case about me explaining the rules during the game. He's like, Tony, Tony, no one likes that. Tony, it's so boring. Oh, Tony, it's terrible radio. And I'm like, Lennon, you don't even know. And now we got Sean Newboy saying that I'm right. So, so I, hope, I hope you guys like how we how we go about getting into the, the building. Tony, concepts. you're always right except for when you're wrong. Right, that's true. I that's that's my motto in life. I'm always right except when I'm wrong. Like earlier in the show, but that's okay. But, well. We'll see. I never give up. Hey, never but, concede. Never but, surrender. Was it? But, never give up. Listen, never surrender. We got, a, we got a new Patreon. This is exciting. <gasps> what? Lazarus. Very Lazarus exciting. Long is our new Patreon, and our random winner is Lazarus Long. What do you know? And winner of the coolest name ever, Lazarus Long. Shh. Shh. three or more patches, and we'll send them out soon. And this week's community question, will you buy a $27,000 Star Citizen Legatus package? And if so, will you gift it to the Shiv? And otherwise, how'd you enjoy the show? Did we blow up them rocks real good and suck up the bits, or did we leave the good stuff out in the deep black? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 216 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 217 on June 19th, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass. And special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Star Citizen has. You're laughing at it. You're smiling I am, at it. I am. It's a good joke. It is distracting. <clears throat> on on this show, tangents. tangents? We don't do, we don't do tangents around here, so, sir. Um, so Quit using those big words. I I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you shouldn't joke about that. Uh, <laughs> I, I love I love clouds, especially when they have Victoria's Secret angels models on them. Um, Do they have those in 3.2 or are we going to have to wait till like 3.3? I think that's in 3.2. Has that been pushed down the roadmap a little bit? Probably, yeah. Whatever whatever the female character model gets in. Tweet us us a tweet or tweet us an email or tweet us a comment. It doesn't matter. Just tweet. I like probes.